Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Ray and Tay Today. Talking sports with friends. Ella, just talk about sports. Here it is, y'all. We're on the air. Sit on the sofa, throw your hands in the air. We're talking sports so you can come on and listen. NFL predictions, what you're missing, nothing. We got you covered for college football, too. Every fantasy football. And Friday, you can get what you need to hear. Mondays and Fridays, we're always here. Live on the air, you know it ain't fair. Because we spit it with crazy ill flair. Hip-hop flavor, crazy witty, extremely clever. You know it's gritty. Uh, it's talking sports. NFL. It's talking sports, college football. It's talking sports. Hello, 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 and welcome to the show. There he is. Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray Tall Rayside. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor, and it is a fantastic, crazy football Friday. We're going to get into it. We've got lots of football to talk, lots of picks. Ray, college basketball starting, NBA's heating up, football's turning into the final chapter. The difference right now, before we get to Thursday Night Football, the difference right now between me and you is about 52 degrees. Are you freezing in New York? What's going on over there? Yeah, well, we got lucky with a pretty warm October, and now we got hit like hammer. <laughs> so, yes, it is cold, but that's okay. We, we'll warm you up. We'll talk some sports and there you go. get a little so, heat. Speaking of warming it up, your boy, Russell Wilson, did some of the most amazing plays, the one to Doug Baldwin that I might have ever seen. And, I mean, he's on a crazy pace to lead the Seahawks in rushing. But when we think about Richard Sherman getting hurt, and obviously they needed that win and he's done for the season, and it's not just because it was Thursday night, but the big talk is about that. Do you think, because they want to keep the money, that they could go to a Friday night where there's no competition or two Monday night footballs like I suggested? What's the answer? Because I think it's rough and unfair for teams, especially visiting teams that have to travel on a Thursday. Well, we've been doing this for, what, seven or eight years now with Thursday night football? It's It's been a while. So I think if there's enough uproar that the league might have to change, Friday probably makes the most sense. Saturday you're competing with college football. Oh, yeah. So Friday might make the most sense. Two Mondays, I think, I don't know that you'd get the viewership that you might get, right? Because they do that on the first weekend of the season. They go at 7.30 and 10.30, and I think by 10 you, you drop off the East Coast. So I don't know that that will happen. They might move it back to Friday, which makes a little bit more you know, the the taxing, the stress on the players is a little bit less in that case, but uh, I don't see that NFL giving up the revenues, frankly. Well, you're definitely right about that, so it might have to be a Friday. Look, big win for the Seahawks, Ray. Um, you know, eventually Dwayne Brown and that O-line will get things going. 
I think it's time to start talking about Russell Wilson as an MVP candidate. And the guy, you know, is just amazing. I mean, you know, not so many people can lead the team in passing and rushing. Uh, our, our friends of the show, the one that we, we, we feel should be in the Hall of Fame, Randall Cunningham did it four years in a row. I think uh, it was like 89 to 93, but it's rare for people to do it. But do you feel like the Seahawks without Richard Sherman, Earl Thomas might be back in a week or two, can they still make the playoffs? And do you think the Rams have the, the, the front you know, seat for the division and maybe it's a wild card for the Seahawks? Look, I think the Seahawks ultimately know how to win. And they could be – they were out without Cam Chancellor for a little bit last year. And then they were out – they are without Earl Thomas right now. They don't really have a running game. They don't really have an identity on offense. Russell Wilson's doing too much. But, they but eventually find a that's got to catch up to them, right? It will. But you know what? I don't know that the Rams are built to go 13-3. and three. You know what I mean? The Rams will come back to life, come back to reality. What is great for them, though, is that if they don't win the division, if the Rams do hold on, I think they pretty much ended Arizona's hopes. But the wild card is pretty up in the air, right? You figure if the Eagles take the East, Dallas is going to lose Ezekiel Elliott for six games at some point, so they're not as good. Wow. At least the, right now it's already there, at least four. December 1st, yeah. they'll, they'll hear back. So Ezekiel Elliott cost the Cowboys. The Packers are probably out of it. Hey, so Alfred only, Morris said, not so fast, Ray. Alfred Morris said, uh, don't believe the hype. I'm going I'm I'm to run and, and we'll beat Atlanta. Okay. Well, Atlanta's not playing so well, but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> well, you're right. You still have Detroit, Minnesota. The playoffs are pretty easy this in year Panthers. in the NFC, right? So relatively easy, right? It, it, you don't have any powerhouse teams, not as division winners and not as wild cards. So I think Seattle makes the playoffs one way or another. Let's get to the games. We have the Saints traveling to the bitterly cold. They need a sheepskin. Two-and-a-half-point favorites at the Buffalo Bills and over there by Orchard Park. Um, I think the Bills wake up and this Saints train slows down. Um, I'll say a dogfight of a game. I'm going to say 23-20. You're going to see maybe another sighting of Zay Jones, but more importantly, Kelvin Benjamin. And you'll see a full throttle of their offense. And the Saints, Breeze, you know, he's been playing better on the road the last couple of years. You know, it used to be such an attack on them. But um, I think the Bulls, the, the Bulls, the Bills squeak this one out, Ray, 23-20, the fantasy stud. Let's go with Tyrod, 200 passing, 30 rushing, two touchdowns. You know what's crazy to me? The winner of this game is going to be really looking good. The Bills will either be 6-3 and three or the Saints will be 7-2. and two. Wow. And I look at this and I'm saying Saints are not a 7 and 2 team. I mean they're okay. <laughs> Kamara's coming out. It's just coming out part of the defense is playing better. They're tougher. They're more physical than they were, but I don't know that they're a 7 and 2 team. So I look at Buffalo. I think they'll in the cold be able to dominate the game, make a lot of first downs. I don't know that they'll score that much, but they'll be able to bother Breeze enough that they'll slow him down. And even though that team runs now, it's a run-first team, the Saints, I still think the Buffalo Bills and the Elements have a little bit of an advantage. And like you, I think, I think they pull out a squeaker. So I'll say 
423 bills. I like that. It's, uh, listen, another sneaky good but very serious game is the Minnesota Vikings. And, Ray, let's clap it up. Teddy, two gloves, Bridgewater is back, and he'll be the backup quarterback to Case Keenum. Maybe he'll get back to starting. Maybe you don't mess with it because Case Keenum's doing pretty good and Diggs and Rudolph should be back this week. But I'm just excited that Teddy's healthy again. And I think it's right on time for the momentum mentally for the team. McKinnon and Murray have it going. The Redskins did have a, a tough win in Seattle. But this Minnesota defense, they're not hurt like Seattle was. They're coming to do some serious damage, and Kirk Cousins might get jacked up. I, you know, Vernon Davis and Reed are banged up. I'm going to take Minnesota in a very weird game. How about 24-19? The Vikings beat the Redskins, and I'm going to go with Stephon Diggs, a little bit of a yo Terps in his return, six catches, a touchdown, 86 yards. Vernon Davis is a Terp, too. Don't forget that. Another my other so, Terp is banged. He's a little banged up, right? He is banged up. Jordan Reed's banged up. But you know what? This is the Washington team that we all love, right? They are going to be an 8-8 eight eight team. They're going to win some games that they'll surprise you. They're going to lose some games that they should have won. <laughs> but here it is at home. You know who the Keep most explosive player on the team, on the field, is? Is Thompson. If you watch this kid, he makes plays, and I think he's going to make some big plays. Kelly's going to be back doing the heavy lifting, but Thompson's going to be your guy on second and downs. I like Washington. This is one of those games where Kirk Cousins is going to show the good Kirk, right, the guy who wants to make $25 million, and he's going to win. I like Washington in this home game. I think Minnesota's going to have a hard time scoring, actually. I think this Washington defense, when they play well, they're, they they can They've play. They've been impressive this ball. year. i got to give it up. Yeah, right. and so I don't think this Minnesota offense can travel so well. So I'm going to say Washington wins 24-17. I, I, I like that. <laughs> I like that. So the Texans are at the Rams. This would have been a classic battle if Deshaun Watson was healthy in there. Now their Rams are favored by 11 and a half. Um, the one thing I will say is that the Rams have got to be careful because this is one of those games where the Texans could just all of a sudden wake up and do something and maybe surprise the Rams because the Rams, as good as they've been looking, I'm still waiting for – bad guy for bad, you know, maybe Clowney takes over the game. So I'm going to take the Rams to actually win because I think they're legit because Gurley is the real deal. Woods and Watkins are waking up and Cooper Cup is just legit. They got two tight ends and Tyler Higby and Gerald, Gerald Everett, not Gerald Levert, right, but Gerald Everett. And, um, Gerald. <laughs> yeah. And so they'll, they'll, they'll get it done. I'm going to say um, 26-17. I just think the uh, Texans have trouble scoring. 
And, All right, uh, real quick, we have a caller, so we'll, we'll pass the caller in in a sec. But I'm going to say, you know what? Houston wins this game. I don't know that the Rams are for real. Jared oh. Goff, I, I, I'm still not convinced. I think Todd Gurley is a top five running back and will be for the next five to seven years. But I think Jared Goff can be had. And if you stop Gurley at the line of scrimmage, which the uh, the Houston Texans front four can do, I think you get Goff to make plays, and as long as he doesn't play from ahead, as long as you keep the game close, I think you can make him, you can shake him up a little bit. And this Houston defense, I'm putting a lot of faith because Lord knows the offense, I don't have much faith in them. Uh, So here you go, Houston on the road. DeAndre Hopkins, it won't do another 200-yard game, but he might go for 130 and a couple touchdowns. Rams have a good defense, too, though. Uh, so yeah. I'm going to say in a close game, I'll say Houston, 20-17. to 17. I'm going to say this high-powered Rams offense that's averaging 30 a game, second in the league. I didn't know you were going to Yeah, well, let's see what's our Let's bring in the caller. I think he might be our Cowboy fan. We're yeah. going to talk about the Cowboy Falcons next, so let's bring him in. Hello, caller. You're on the air with Ray and Tate. Uh, yeah, this is the Cowboy fan. <laughs> All right. Well, how about them Cowboys? Yeah, I'm a little – right now, though, I'm feeling a little bit skeptic right now. You retired your Ezekiel Elliott jersey for a month? No, I didn't retire it, but I'm a little bit on edge. Okay. All right. You know, What's well, uh, Alfred Morris? Are you worried way. about his ability to step in there and hit the holes and, and carry the team like Zeke does? Well, with, with Zeke with, – with um, Elliot gone now for six weeks, this really does put a damper in the in our playoff run. But let me ask you this: Do you think it's the same as saying like uh, the Packers losing Rodgers, or is it a different, complete scenario? Because since Rodgers has been out with the with the Packers with his injury, that team has gone down has gone downhill, and they just seem to get worse. Yeah, this this I mean, is a think this is different because jump in there too. This is different. This is totally different. It, first of all, okay. Uh, Quarterback's the most important position in all of sports. Maybe starting pitcher in the playoffs in baseball right. is, is, is comparable. But this is different, right? Dallas has much more o- offensive talent, and they have the best offensive line in, in the NFL. Alfred Morris was a 1,000-yard runner. So there's a lot of reasons why this isn't as bad. And Zeke don't forget McFadden and Young Ross. Yeah. yeah, Zeke oh, might be the heart and soul of the team. Uh, but, no, 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 it's, it's not nearly as bad. I mean, I think the Cowboys can go 3-3 three and three or 4-2 and two without him. I think the, the Packers are just terrible without Aaron Rodgers. They are because, you know, when they beat Dallas, which they shouldn't have, you know, that was that was the heart of their season already. And look at them now. That, since uh, Rodgers broke his collarbone, they have not been the same team at all. You're right. And maybe one week uh, Hunley will get it going. But I think – if look, if Des Bryant, if Des Bryant can go and he's eighty-five, ninety percent, hasn't had a hundred-yard game though in a full season. I know, but let me tell you something. I think Dak Prescott, I think he's ready to carry this team and let people know. Look, I, I need Zeke, but I'm a pretty bad dude. Um, and, and let's just talk about it. Uh, Cowboys at the Falcons. Julio's got a hip. Sanu's, you know, he's playing, but these guys are not healthy. Free, uh, Devontae, Freeman is a little banged up. I'm actually going to predict the Dallas Cowboys go to the Falcons, and I, and I hate the Cowboys. I'm a Steeler fan, Jet Giant fan. The Cowboys, the Steelers. Yeah, the Cowboys will the beat problem. the Falcons 26-24. Dak goes off 315 yards, a rushing touchdown, and two passing touchdowns. 
Wow. I am a huge Cowboy fan, but and the Uh-oh. Cowboys did know that this game was coming, right? They did know that Ezekiel Elliott most likely will be shut down at some point in the season. <sighs> My only problem here is, A, the game's at the Mercedes-Benz Arena in Atlanta. Atlanta, if they lose this game, their playoff lives are, are at stake, especially if New Orleans wins. They can't stop McFadden or Morris. That little Carolina win. Against that Cowboy offensive line, that little tiny defense, right? They can't handle the Cowboys. That's true. But if they got into a shootout, if the Atlanta Falcons of last year showed up, so (laughs) if Freeman and Coleman, Sanu and um, Julio Jones, and if they get a little bit from Austin Hooper at the tight end position, if they get it, this is what I fear as a Cowboy fan, they get into a shootout, Cowboys run out of bullets. Because, frankly, the Cowboys, uh, uh, you know, formula to victory is scoring 25 to 30 and controlling the fourth quarter with Ezekiel Elliott. And Morris and, and McFadden are, are both 1,000-yard runners, but they're not the same force to be reckoned with in the fourth quarter. So I think the Cowboys get into a shootout in Atlanta and just don't have enough guns. So I think that I think the Falcons actually win this game 33-28. And just Cowboys just run out of firepower down there in Atlanta. Okay. Well, Lou, give us give us your score. What do you think happens this game? All right. You with um, Dallas and Atlanta? Yeah. What do you got? Okay. Well, like I said, with with this changing the complexion of the, of the game, probably with Elliot, with Elliot out, I think it's going to be a very close game. I'm going to say. I'm still going to say Dallas is going to win, but I think it's going to be 21-17. I don't think it's going to be a blowout at all. Wow, low-scoring game. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I think both I like of these that. defenses have shown signs of weakness, but we'll see. I mean, they, they both – you know, this is a huge playoff but, game for both of these teams. But, Ray, i got to say, Rod Marinelli, um, Demarcus Lawrence, and your boy Irvin, they've really – the Cowboys defense has actually been, been underrated. <laughs> The defense is underrated. They've been playing pretty good. Jalen Smith, um, yep. let's give him a little credit. So before we get to college, Sunday night football, the Patriots at the Broncos. Look, Broncos have a lot of pride, and they play Brady and the Patriots well. So seven and a half points is a little questionable to me. But, Ray, yes, they signed Martellus Bennett. You know, the mystery of the shoulder incident and this and that with the Packers, and all of a sudden he passes the physical for the Patriots, and he'll wind up being, like, part of their triple-headed tight end monster and and help them win the Super Bowl. So that's just a mystery. But I do think the Patriots are too much for this Denver team. And Brock, he's not that Brock that beat the Patriots two years ago. His his mental, his mind state is just different. The Broncos, they're not running the ball the same. Patriots win this game 31-20, and everybody eats. Gronk eats, James White. Um, I think I think if Hogan could get back healthy, but definitely Amadola, it's going to be a 300-yard game for Brady against this Bronco defense. Wow. See, I, I agree with the outcome. I think uh, Denver will fall to 3-6, and six, which is unbelievable. I thought oh, this team man. could actually beat New England in New England. <laughs> or in Denver in the playoffs. But I think Denver has a lot of pride. I think they're a, 
a very good defensive team at times. Their corners are outstanding. Their front four and Von Miller can get to Brady and knock him off the spot. So I do think that they can give him trouble. I don't think they'll score 31, the Patriots. I do think, however, that Denver has no identity on offense. What are they? Demarius Thomas was a pro bowler. Uh, Your boy from the Pittsburgh Steelers came over and, and was playing excellently. But now... They just who are they? They don't run that well. They don't use the the, the split ends that they don't. They're not a tight end driven off. I mean, I don't know what they are offensively except for the fact that they have terrible quarterback play between uh, Simeon and Brock Osweiler version 2.0. So they will get away New England with not scoring that many points because Denver's offense is terrible. So I think New England wins a very close game. I'll say 20 to 16 in mile high. Okay. Well, Lou, hold on to the line. We're going to get over to college football. Hey, Lou, do you have any upset predictions for the NFL this week for us? Any any games you're looking at? Well, you just give me a second here. I think I can think of a few. I do think the, I do think the Jets are going to uh, win this week. Yeah, My against Jets. Ryan Fitzpatrick. That would be great. Yeah. yeah. yeah so How revenge. funny is that? Revenge. Um, That's a good one. Well, How do you like I mean, the Chargers-Jaguar game? Hmm. That's, that's kind of like a mismatch. Game. I mean, char- Chargers are going nowhere. Don't that's say that so fast. That's a game. They could win that game. They're really good. Jacksonville's got the best defense in the NFL right now, but I think Phillip Rivers, that gunslinger, that travels. And in the Giants-Niners, I don't want to win bowl, I think it's going to be – 13-13 and a tie. No, <laughs> I predict the tie earlier this year. Sounds like what I would say. <laughs> um, no, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Buffalo the, over um, over the Saints. Yep. Okay, we both did that too. That's good. All right, Lou. Well, listen. Thanks for calling. We're just gonna put you on hold. Stay on and listen. We got to get over to college football. Seven huge games this week. Ray, are you a college right fan? In. You got anybody you like in college, Lou? Oh, I just muted him. Okay, Sorry about no that. worries. Yeah, we got to get to the college. Ray, I mean, we could go everywhere. Let's start Michigan State 12 at 13 Ohio State. For me, I just I, – I believe Ohio State will bounce back enough because they're at home. I still did not and do not believe in JT Barrett. He shut me up that one week, and then look what happened. But I think Sparty is – for real, and they got to stop the, the the big time wide receiver. He's got eight touchdowns over there, Davis or whatever. But I think Ohio State does enough because they've got too much posse. This is a weird one, but I'll say twenty six twenty one. Not crazy high scoring. Ohio State beats Michigan State. Oh no, I go a blowout Ooh. in favor of Ohio State. Oh yeah, Party's tough. you know this. Oh, yeah, I think Ohio State takes out all their frustration. Urban Meyer has had a crazy week of practice. And yeah. I feel sorry for Mark D'Antonio and, and his Michigan State Spartans because they're going to get the full wrath of of all that, uh, you know, coach can, can give these players because Urban's going to give it to them. And this is the all-acronym game. So I'm going to say JT Barrett, J.K. Dobbins, and K.J. Hill, they all dominate. <laughs> I'm going to say 40. But not Louis C.K. <laughs> no, the, well, Louis C.K.'s got his own problems, and, and that's just horrible. But uh, I'm going to say Ohio State 40, 
Michigan oh. State seventeen. Wow. Okay, let's let's keep it moving. Georgia number number one in the nation, hosting number ten Auburn, uh, going to number ten Auburn. Um, this is a tough matchup, Ray. Look, if Auburn can get the ball down the field, they've got the talent to beat them. But at the end of the day, when I saw Georgia go win in Notre Dame and that defense, Ray, the way it traveled, the D, I'm the going D. with the young quarterback and I'm going with the Bulldogs, and Georgia will win a battle, 27-24, Bulldogs stay number one. You know, it's all about who can the run, actually, mm-hmm. uh, in my opinion. So if Kerryon Johnson or if Nick Chubb, can establish on either side of the football, they're, they're put their stamp on the game. I think Auburn's better than people think, but not good enough to beat this Georgia team. And that Georgia D is great, uh, really an excellent team. And they travel, uh, like you said. So I'm going to say close game. Georgia wins 21-17. Uh, I think Mason Rudolph and number 15, Oak State, I think they bounce back. I think Iowa State has had a great season. It was, you know, tough shootout loss at West Virginia last week. They're 21, but they're not really a top 25 team. They've had some spurts. I think they have great wins, though. No, they've had some spurts. They've had some great wins. But, Ray, I think after losing uh, the Bedlam game, I think Oak State and their talented receiver, Washington, who's one of the best in the game, him and a kid from Syracuse, I think he's going to go off on Iowa State. And it'll be a shootout early, and then it's going to slow up because it's going to wind up being 45-27 Oak State over Iowa State. Points is the Big 12, Ray, and points, player. So Ohio State, I agree. They lost to West Virginia, took the air out of their bubble. They had a great season beating Oklahoma, beating Penn State. Very good. Uh, They just caught Oklahoma State on the wrong week, right? Oklahoma State – Lost the Bedlam game, put up 52, but gave up 62. This is an Ohio State team that can score more than 25, I don't think, against this Oklahoma State defense, even though, like you said, they don't play D in the Big 12. They need to mandate, you know. <laughs> Only uh, I don't know what they need to do, but week. maybe you need to start out on third down. So, you know, take away first and second down. It's too easy. Offense is too easy in that league. But I'm going to say Oklahoma State wins, not as badly as you say, but I'll say 33-26. Ohio State. A Big Ten battle, number 20, Iowa, traveling to number eight, Wisconsin, who who most say, even if they run the table, won't make the playoff, which I agree with. Not oh, only do I agree with a it. Big, a, a big five power conference team runs the table, yep. doesn't make the playoffs? Yeah, but not but only do I agree with the big five. But listen, you don't play nobody, but the problem is they're playing somebody that's really, really hot right now, and it won't matter because they're going to lose at home. Really? They'll be able to, they'll be able to outscore Wisconsin, even though they got the defense. They'll be able to maybe pick off Hornback. I think Iowa's ready, and I think they're well, going to win. They put up win. 55 on Penn State last week, right? Listen, These are that your was, father's Hawkeyes. Listen. What they did, that was to Ohio State. What they did to Ohio State was a whooping. And I think Ohio State, sorry. Yeah, I think the Badgers are in trouble. And I think they wind up winning this game. 27-23. Iowa gets it done. Who wins? You think 
You think uh, Iowa, Iowa Iowa's winning. Oh, the Hawkeyes. They go to Madison. <gasps> I think this game's a squeaker. Uh, very close game. Look, these teams are both exceptional on defense. Uh, Wisconsin's a little bit better on offense, but you wouldn't know that last week when Ohio State got 55 dropped on them. But I do think because the game's in Madison, because Iowa already had their victory of the season in beating Ohio State, I think Wisconsin wins a very close game, low scoring. I think 19-17 Wisconsin. All right, the build-up to the, the big three. We've got number two, Bama, at number 16. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, at number 16, Mississippi State. Um, look, Fitzgerald can do some things. And he sure can. He's really good. Underrated. Injured, but I think at the end of the day, Bama's too much, Ray. And, and some of these SEC, SEC teams towards the bottom, they you know, like LSU shouldn't even be in there or maybe ranked over uh, Michigan with two losses. Some of these teams are questionable. Bama wins, I'm going to say, not the traditional blowout, but I'll say 30, 30 to 16, Bama beats Mississippi State. So the game's going to be close, I believe, because, like you said, Mississippi State has some talent. Also, Alabama, how many linebackers can you lose? Uh, I mean, I understand the two guys they're plugging in there are freshmen and five-star recruits, but they're still freshmen, and experience. they still can get exposed. So I think this game will be closer than it than it would have been. And, you know, Jalen Hurts can be erratic at times. It can be, can be inaccurate at times. So I'll say – Alabama still wins, but wins. Yeah, they control the game, but it but it won't be a blowout like you think. I think it'll be twenty seven twenty. Twenty seven twenty. All right, the big two we've been waiting for: TCU, them Horn Frogs, right? Number six traveling to number five, the Oklahoma Sooners. This is such a coin toss. Patterson's defense travels. TCU, they they've got some serious players, but there's a dude that is winning the, the Heisman race, winning the hearts Baker, of, of men, <laughs> women, and children. And his name is Baker Mayfield. And he is a touchdown maker. I think they win not as crazy high scoring because of TCU's defense. I think they get this one done, though. And I'll say 30-23, to 23, Oklahoma beats TCU. You know – I have to agree with you. I don't think that TCU has the guns and the bullets in the holster to hang with Oklahoma. Baker's the man. He just came off a game where he put up 62. I don't think you underestimate I think he's an NFL quarterback now, Ray. I think he's the real deal, don't you? I'm not sure. Leadership? Is he he, – Daniels? Is he Chase Daniels? I mean, I don't know. No, he's better than that. He's not Manziel. He's a mixture of like Russell Wilson and Drew Brees or somebody. I don't know. He's he's really good. Well, you know, we always liked him for the past couple years. Uh, He took over the job from Knight and and really has, has not looked back. But I think you're right. I think Oklahoma wins. It's at home. It's in Norman. It's prime time. They don't take TCU for granted. Uh, I think they'll win 24-20. The final game, the Catholics versus the Convicts revisited 4.0. you believe it's, know, only, but... it's almost been 30 years? That was 1988, that game. Oh, Ray, 
hey, please don't don't make us. Uh, <laughs> listen, you talk about those thirties for thirties. I remember when they just did the the woo Ric Flair thirty for thirty. Remember we used to watch wrestling. Oh boy, Flair. Oh man, so Notre Dame, if they lose this, they're out of the playoff. Their season's over. If Miami loses this, they can still win the ACC and have a shot at beating Clemson. I really told you this Miami team is for real, and I like them. Rozier, the boys, I think, you know, all Michael Irvin, everybody's going to be down there, Ray. But I think for some reason the fighting Irish are going to go down there and get it done. They win 31-28 on the last-second field goal and break the hearts of Miami, and then Miami will have to have to hold on and beat Pitt and whoever else they play and then try to get to Clemson. But Notre Dame wins this, and then all they have to do is beat Navy and Stanford, and they're in the college football playoff, right? 31-28, the Fighting Irish win. You know, it it pains me to say this, but I I think Notre Dame is on a roll. And (laughs) if Winbush doesn't make any mistakes, which he doesn't, he doesn't really beat you, but he doesn't make mistakes – that running game is really devastating. Now, Miami's got a really good and underrated defense, but this kid, Josh Adams, I mean, he might. He's doing hip hop. Talk about Heisman. Although oh, he's, he's going, going to New back, York. I think he's going to New York. I mean, he's, he's had a great year. I just have a feeling that Miami won't be able to score enough. Notre Dame can score, and they can score in a variety of ways, but it starts with running the ball and establishing the run. Notre Dame wins, I'll say, 30-22 to Mm. in Coral Gables. The Catholics beat the convicts and keep marching on and and – have to we basically have Georgia and Bama and Notre Dame and Clemson still remaining in the top four, or does Oklahoma's win probably put them over Clemson? That's I think what Oklahoma I think. wins puts them over Clemson. That's what I think too. Because if they Clemson's win kind of, and and win convincingly, they, they they go over Clemson because Clemson's Syracuse loss is a bad loss. Oklahoma's loss and they beat Ohio State too on the road. Uh, yeah. Oklahoma. They, they've got some yeah. And the ACC's down, and not only that, but 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 Clemson really only has Florida State left. I mean, and in the ACC championship game, so you know, you I mean, they play Florida Clemson. State this week, and we're not even talking about it. That's how bad Florida State I has know. gotten. So it's amazing. And then don't forget tonight. I don't know what the score is, but you got um, Stanford against Washington. So Washington really has to win and hold oh, on. That game's at ten thirty. That game's tonight, okay. but at ten thirty. The ten thirty, but so this is that's a big game for Washington. If anyone is to come out of the Pac-12, they're the last of the Mohegans. So this is a, a one of the biggest uh, college football weekends in history. They said this is the first time in ever this late in the season that the top uh, three teams were playing. I guess what top ten teams or something. So or top, you know, top twenty-five teams. That's crazy, Ray. So look, it's going to be a great weekend of sports. The baseball awards are coming. I like the gold gloves, Ray. We got college basketball starting. You know, our Tar Heels are like, what, uh, eight or nine? And we've got Duke, Kentucky, Arizona, Kansas, and Michigan State, the top five. You hyped up? You ready? Yeah, Duke landed the top recruit this year, and they just apparently landed the top recruit next year, Uh, Archie Barrett. So, yeah, 
It, yeah. it basically Duke and Duke and Michigan State look like they're on another level. Now you still got to play the games. You still got to play thirty some odd games before you get to the tournament. But yeah, yeah. well, we remember Michigan State. Just like Duke has got kids returning, Michigan State's got the Bridges kid returning, and Duke's got Grayson Allen. Yep. Rowan well, Bagley, Duke's you know, Allen, and Duke's Duke's team's totally different. Duke's team is size filled. It's all big men. Yeah, can't really Duke. shoot, but it's got a ton of big talent. Yeah. It's going to be great. We'll give it to you. We'll be talking college hoops, some more NBA and all that stuff. And, um, hey, you know, let's see how Eric Bledsoe does tonight for the Bucks. But uh, have a great sports weekend and enjoy some great, great college football and some pretty good NFL games too, Ray. Have a great sports weekend.